Hello everyone, this is DJ and welcome to another episode of RC Retirement. Today I'm going to touch on a very sensitive topic for everyone, whether you're in the Air Force or the Army or the Navy, whatever. This is always a sensitive topic and that is retention boards. No one likes to talk about them and it's time that someone did. In fact, I hated them myself when I was on active duty. I had my own nasty names for them, like the annual throat slitting. No, I never cared for them, and that was actually one of the kinder names that I had for them. I've mellowed over the years, and I've come to recognize them for what they are and I've I've come to understand them but you know I did have a very nasty uh, viewpoint of them at one time but let's move on from there you know there are a lot of people who do view them like I did at one time as a personal affront and uh, have some pretty horrid uh, views of them. But they are actually uh, a, uh, a tool to keep the most qualified people in service you know, after the 20 year uh, service point. They are, they, you, you see I'm even uncomfortable talking about this. Um, they are only, there are only so many positions available, especially when you get to the more senior uh, levels. So you've got to have some way to manage those positions. And this is one of those tools. So senior leaders have this tool and several others to manage and shape the force and they have to be able to you know, effectively manage the, the military force in some manner. This is one of those tools, and a lot of us gripe because this affects our individual careers, but as time goes on, we have to come to understand it, deal with it, and sometimes even learn to use it to our advantage. So I have been one of those who has been considered by retention boards myself, and I have come to understand the stress that a person undergoes when this is happening. It's not a fun time for anyone. You have the sense that your entire career is in the hands of people who have nothing, who know nothing about you and you have the fear that your career may be cut short for no reason. For some, this seems like, for some this seems true, and for others, uh, it seems like they just skate through it unscathed, and you wonder why. I'm going to describe how these boards are set up, at least according to Army regulation, 
how they're supposed to work and give some guidance on how you can do better on them yourself and how you can be considered by them uh, more favorably, at least from my personal experience and from the experience I have seen from others. So now those of you watching on um, on YouTube, you're going to have to forgive me. I am referring to the article that I wrote. It is rather long and detailed, and I don't want to miss anything, so you're going to see me referring to my screen a lot as I go through this, so just forgive me. All right, so here we go. Department of Defense Instruction 1332-14, or I, sh I should say 1332.14. I made a mistake there. <sighs> enlisted separation, enlisted um, administration, I just cannot read today. Enlisted administrative separations dated 2019-0412 allows the branches of service to separate enlisted members for a variety of reasons, including, as I said a moment ago, uh, as a force shaping tool and career management tool. This instruction is based on a long list of federal laws which are too lengthy to spell out here, but if you go to paragraph 1-11 of Army Regulation 135-178, which is also titled Enlisted Administrative Separations, you can see a good a good selection of those laws, if you're interested. Now, first of all, there is no way I can actually describe how these boards work in all services, because I have not been in all services and have not been on all of those boards myself. I can talk about how these boards work in the Army. I have experienced myself how they work in the Army, and I have interviewed senior enlisted members who have served on those boards in the Army. So I can tell you with significant experience how they work in the Army. And I can tell you, based on significant research, that it's very likely they work in a significantly similar manner in other services. Now, I would be greatly uh, thankful if members from other services would contact me and let me know about the idiosyncrasies in your branch. If I make a mistake, if there's anything that is significantly different in your branch of service, please let me know. I want to know these things. So please, in the comments, if you're responding to YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast version of this, um, please send me an email, dj at rcretirement.com. I want to know everything, be you Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, whatever. Let me know everything that is different 
and send me uh, the regulatory guidance that spells it out, please, so I can tell other people. There might even be other episodes that I post due to this. But right now, what I'm going to do is spell out everything based on Army guidance with the DOD guidance as the, the baseline and go from there. And if you have anything that is significantly different, please let me know. All right, so let's get that started. So in the sections that I'm going to quote, and there's going to be a lot of quoting, what I'm going to do is read significant quotations from Army Regulation 135-178, which is Enlisted Administrative Separations, Chapter 16, and then I'm going to give my own thoughts. So be prepared for a lot of reading and then some of my own interpretation as we go on. So we've got a lot of, um, as you might call it, Ben Stein, you know, monotone, you know, our solar system is composed of nine planets and then some real, you know, life. Oh, well, this is how it actually is, guys. And then back to monotone reading. So a bunch of lifeless stuff and then, you know, actual humanoid um, interpretation. So be prepared for a good bit of both. So AR1, yeah, ah, getting ahead of myself. So AR-135-178, Enlisted Administrative Separations, Chapter 16, is going to be what I'm reading, and then a good bit of interpretation from there. So, like I said, here we go. We are going to start off, make sure I have everything here. Now, in the article version of this, if you wanted to follow along in the article version, because um, it would be posted by now, the, uh, the article would show the, the quotation of the, the AR in plain text, and my thoughts would be in bold italics. All right, so the objective of the qualitative retention program per the AR says a continuing program of qualitative retention is essential to provide for career progression of qualified enlisted personnel at proper intervals in their careers. The QRP, Qualified Qualitative Retention Program, A, ensures only the best qualified members are retained beyond 20 years of qualifying in service for non-regular retired pay, 
These members will be retained for continuing assignments to the comparatively few senior NCO positions. B. Provides career incentives. C. Ensures an opportunity for advancement to the higher grades during the peak years of a member's effectiveness. D. Satisfies the continuing requirement for senior NCOs by the appropriate commands. E. Provides the command with a force-shaping tool to control enlisted personnel inventory and manage career progression. The QRP is not to be used in lieu of separation or, or removal procedures for reasons such as unsatisfactory participation, correction, unsatisfactory performance, unsatisfactory participation, failure to meet body composition standards, and so on. All right, so that's the end of the quotation, although I did stumble with the, the reading there, but that's all right. All right, so that's the official line on why the boards are held, at least from the Army standpoint. Now, we all have our own uh, opinions. That and a cup of coffee will get you a bad cup of caffeinated uh, beverage at your establishment of choice, unless you drink it like I do. And remember, there is no strong coffee, only weak men. Or if you go with my other saying on coffee, if you can see through it, it's tea. All right, enough about coffee. Anyway, the, the non-official, the official word notwithstanding, um, let's move on to what the boards, um, let's move on to who is considered by the boards and who is not. So zones of consideration for quali qualitative retention is the next bit that I am quoting. So, A, uh, the Qualitative Retention Board will consider all unit members, and I have, by the way, I have made some um, small uh, changes in the quotations of, uh, of this AR to make it more service neutral. For example, when it said soldiers, I have said members just to make it more neutral because I'm trying to talk about all services, not just Army. So the Qualitative Retention Board will consider all unit members who meet the following criteria on the day before the board convened date with the exception of those listed uh, in paragraph 16-4, which is what I'll read next. All right, one, at least 20 years of qualifying service for non-regular retired pay. So that's pretty standard, you know, pretty easy to understand. 
the day before the board meets, they have at least 20 years of service for non-regular retired pay. And if you don't understand what that means, you can either go to AR 135-138 and look that up, which is what's recommended here. Or you can go to my video, which I will have down in the show notes, and you can watch the video on the 20-year letter, which is also pretty easy to understand. So let's move on. Section 2, uh, paragraph A, and uh, parenthetical section 2. Previously selected for retention, but the commander has referred them to the board for revalidation of their retained status. Now, this means that last year the board said you are qualified for two years of retention, but for whatever reason this year your commander decided that you need to be revalidated. A commander can do this. This means that regardless of what a retention board says, your commander can override that and send you before the board again the, the upcoming year. So you need to stay on your toes and you know, here's my, uh, what, how do I want to say this? Here's my inflammatory comment. You don't want to be a dirtbag just because you were retained the previous year. Your commander can say, revalidate because he's been a dirtbag. So take care of yourself. Be a, be a good member in every way, or your commander could send you before the board again you know, just because he doesn't like your performance. All right, parenthetical section three. Previously selected for retention, but the board recommended that the member's file be reviewed the following year. So this means that you were retained for one year only and the board's going to look at you the next year. The typical retention period is two years and this means that the board only re retained you for one year and they'll look at you the next. All right, paragraph B. The Qualitative Retention Board will examine records of members in the zone of consideration no more than once every two years after they qualify for non-regular retired pay under the provisions of regulation unless the board convening authority directs that a member's record be reviewed the following year. C. Members should have been members who should have been reviewed by a board, but who were not for any reason other than those listed in the paragraph below, will be reviewed by the next scheduled board. All right, to uh, to clarify what that last line means. Any, that's the catch-all. That last line means 
anyone who should have been reviewed by the board but were not will uh, be reviewed next time. So if we didn't get you now, we'll get you next time. Don't worry, you're in the queue. We'll look at you again. All right. And uh, here are my actual written comments. It says, and so what did I actually say in my article? Yes, as, uh, as paragraph A, parenthetical one says, this means you can actually hit 20 years of qualifying service. And let's go look at that paragraph again. Ensure that the best qualified members are retained beyond 20 years of qualifying service for non-regular retired pay. Okay. These. Oh, I, I went too far up. All right. Paragraph A. We'll consider all unit members who meet the following criteria on the day before the board convene date, at least 20 years of qualifying service for non-regular retired pay. So, yes, as paragraph A, subparagraph 1 says, this means you can actually hit 20 years of non-regular qualifying service the day before the board meets and be considered for retention the very next day. Seems rough, I know. Some National Guards, some state National Guards handle this slightly differently, such as allowing an extra 90 days for hitting the 20-year mark to allow for receiving the 20-year letter and making a survivor benefit election. But like subparagraph three says, that doesn't preclude them from being considered the next year if he was on the edge. As you can see above, uh, they'll be considered eventually. Uh, you may have, and as you can also see, you may have been retained for two years the year before, and your commander can decide that you'll be considered this year. Um, so you'll have to stay on your toes. There's, there's always a reason to consider you again. And I'll get more into what the board members look at as I continue. Now, members who are not considered by the board, by the uh, typical qualitative retention board. Now, before I continue on, the, the title I'm using for this board is the Army title. The Marine Corps and the Navy and the Air Force might have different names for this. This is the Army National Guard and the Marine and the um, Ar and the Army Reserve title for this retention board. So all of the other services may have a different name for this. But 
for this video, this podcast, this is the name I'm using. And if you just want to go with enlisted retention board in your head, then that's that's fine. But the uh, title it, that is used in the regulation I'm quoting is qualitative retention board. And since that's what I'm reading, that's the title I'm using. So forgive me for that. All right. So members who are not considered. Let's move on with that. The Qualitative Retention Board will not consider a member who meets any of the following conditions. Has not completed 20 qualifying years of non-regular retired pay by the day before the board convenes. And I'm going to pause right there. I have seen in two states... People who have tried to get soldiers, and I say that because I have seen it in the Army, I haven't seen it in other services, tried to have, let's just say members, considered by the board because they would have hit 20 years soon after the board meets. Let's say that the board was going to meet on the 15th of January and the member was going to hit 20 years on the 30th of January and you know so and so is saying well that's close enough you know put him on the list well no that's illegal And I saw that regularly. Now imagine, you know, me being just a you know junior NCO, you know, bowing up against you know you know sergeants major and you know majors and lieutenant colonels you know, you know, on this issue and and then having to pull out this regulation <laughs> to to justify my uh, my argument, I uh, I had to do this on a recurring basis because people didn't understand why I was arguing with them. You know, close enough doesn't matter. You know, or close doesn't matter, rather. It's got to be this cutoff, or it doesn't matter. You know, if you're not, if you're not at this point on this day, the day before the board convenes, then you are not to be considered. Period. And... There are several other documents that say the same thing. For example, uh, in the Army National Guard, there is a uh, there is a document called a PPOM, which is a personnel policy uh, memo that says the same thing. And uh, 
in the Army Reserve. I'm sure they have their own documentation. I forget the title at the moment. <clears throat> but they have their own uh, policy directives. And no one, whether you are a an O5 or an O10, can countermand that because this is federal law, not a whim. All right, so let's move on. I'll just read that line one again. The Qualitative Retention Board will not consider a member who meets any of the following conditions. Has not completed 20 years of service for non-regular retired pay before the date the board convenes. Is within 12 months of reaching age 60 on the day the board convenes. Was promoted to his or her current grade less than two years prior to the date of the to the convening date of the board or is enrolled and making satisfactory progress in the command sergeant major oh what let me uh, yeah uh, I got all jumbled up there all right making satisfactory progress in the United States sergeant's major course and I added or equivalent E9 training course for the branch of service. Let me read that line again. Was promoted to his or her current grade less than two years prior to the convening date of the board or is enrolled and making satisfactory progress in the United States Sergeant's Major course or equivalent E9 training course for the branch of service. Now let me clarify that. Uh, that promotion qualification or disqualification is not just for E9s, that's for any enlisted grade. And then the next line is a command sergeant major, CSM, or equivalent E9 command position, serving in a position of state command sergeant major or senior enlisted advisor in the Army National Guard or serving as command sergeant major in a nominative general officer command in the USAR or equivalent flag officer command in other branches. So I did add some clarification because this is not just for Army positions, although the regulation was written just for Army, I tried to make it fit for other branches as well, is a military technician previously not selected by a qualitative retention program board, but who has retained, to, but who was retained to serve in a current military technician assignment is on active duty other than for training and has more than 18 but less than 20 years of active federal service 
and is eligible for sanctuary under Title 10 U.S.C. 12686. No. And remember, these are people who are not to be considered by the board. Is serving on active duty within the AGR program under 10 U.S.C. or 32 U.S.C. So that's Army Reserve or Army National Guard or any other branch of service, AGR. Other members who were not to be considered. Uh, is otherwise subject to screening under the qualit Qualitative Management Program prescribed under AR 635-200. And the last section, uh, subparagraph B, says the Chief of National Guard Bureau or the Chief Army Reserve, and I added the Chief of Equivalent Reserve Component, may authorize qualitative retention board convening authorities to exempt from consideration members serving on or in receipt of orders for active duty pursuant to 10 U.S.C. 12302, 12304, or 12301 Delta on the date the qualitative retention board convenes. I know that's a whole bunch of numbers that don't make a whole lot of sense. That's just statutory authorities for those orders. And don't worry about those. That's for the orders uh, cutting uh, people to worry about, not necessarily the individual soldier. And now if you're the one who's under that type of order, then that might be your particular nut to crack. But... If you're not under those particular orders, don't worry about it. All right. This exemption, if exercised, must apply to all members of the affected state, NGB, status, Title 10 slash Title 32, or General Officer Command, USAR, or other service. All right. And then I said below that, don't worry the people who are excluded from the retention boards in this particular regulation are not sacred cows, and they certainly are not, who are safe from all retention consideration. They all have their own retention boards who look at them, or which looks at them. For example, AGRs have the Active Service Management Board. Never fear. Everyone has their own chance to either be retained or taken out. The, the only difference is their status, not the outcome. Even AGRs can be non-retained, and it does happen, believe it or not. And I was an AGR for 10, ten years, a little more than 10 years before I retired, and I love to say this to other AGRs, you're nothing more than a glorified M-Day soldier because those orders can be cut. And they hated it when I said that. And they were especially shocked when they were non-retained by retention boards. But it can happen. Okay, I'm going to 
cut this video in half. There is so much information here that I think we really need to just split this up and come back in a couple of days. So let's just take a pause and let the information sink in and come back you know, in a little while. There's really just so much going on here that I think we both need a break. So let's come back in a couple of days and pick up again. How's that sound? So thank you so much for being here today and and thank you for spending your time with me. I will come back again in a few days and pick up where we left off. So as always, thank you for being here and for being a part of this audience. And as always, thank you for your service. Have a great day.